the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. With the two most thrilling conservative talk show hosts at this time, on this channel, anywhere. And officially certified as the number one conservative talk radio show in our market, in our time slot. Do not miss... A single episode of the Unite Inland Empire radio program or your entire world will fall apart. Right. And like Rush Limbaugh, our talent is on loan from God, albeit the micro loan department. In a world that's dark and desperate for the light of the conservative movement, one voice, one show stands out. Which one is that? Ours. Oh, Okay. We're in a particularly good mood. Because we, should, we, we, you know, we crack ourselves up here at United IE Radio. <laughs> yeah, and the laugh meter is going in your car or wherever you are right now because we want to make sure you're having as much fun as we are. <laughs> but moving on to our perhaps more, a little more serious and why, we were, why we're really on the air is to engage the public in the political process, in the effort to save California, to save America, and to make America great again. And we have as a guest here um, a, a candidate. Someone who is now sorry who, that he is a guest yeah, on the United I, I, radio, radio program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like creeping out the door right now going, how what do I, I dodge what this did bullet? I, what did I get into here? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, one of the most important races in California, this uh, the June primary, June fifth. Yep. Keep that date in mind. Is the five k in? No, I'm sorry. Right. You said race. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. The Martians. <laughs> they are the most important race in the in the in, in the uh, California election. Chad Mays, who was in the 42nd Assembly District, he was the former Assembly Leader for the Republicans in Sacramento. He led uh, seven. Republicans to support the Democrats' cap-and-trade tax increase. Now, that's different than the gas tax increase that we're trying to qualify right. an initiative to repeal. This cap-and-trade tax is far, far worse. Estimates are that it's going to increase gas prices by another 73 cents a gallon. And if they acknowledge 73 cents a gallon, it's probably going to be a lot more. And it's going to increase all other energy prices. And I was looking around, even New York, even the state of New York, I saw a comparison on Facebook, Mm -hmm. is the gas price, it's more than a dollar a gallon more in California than it is in New York. Isn't that crazy? That's just crazy. And that's that's even before this new cap and trade tax takes effect, pushed through by Chad Mays. So this is... if Chad Mays gets through it, he's got lots of money. He's got lots of big corporations that are paying for ads for him to support him, uh, you know, claiming he saved jobs and what and all others BS. Yes. If he gets through, 
That says to Chad Mays and all the other Republican establishment, they can do and get away with whatever they want to because they'll have enough money to go out and fool the voters of the next election and get themselves through. So challenging Chad Mays, we have Andrew Kotyuk, who is a businessman and is also a city council member in San Jacinto and has also taken on a leading role in fighting against SB 54. I know the Redlands Tea Party Patriots is very pleased to endorse uh, uh, Andrew Kotyuk. So welcome to the show, Andrew. Uh, you, know, I'm, you haven't walked out the door yet, so thanks for staying. I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still standing. Do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> So now, you, now you know why I'm a talk radio show host and not a singer. Yes. <laughs> but we should have. That that, should, that was the cue for our engineer to play. Yeah. I'm still standing. So yeah. clearly, yeah. I think Don, we put our engineer yeah. asleep. Don has had several requests, but he's going to sing anyways. <laughs> Maybe I'm still standing alone. Okay. Yes. No, it's great to have you yeah. with us. And uh, I, I got to also say it's great oh. to see you out and about with the community. These SB54 uh, spontaneous uh, eruptions throughout uh, Southern California, where the this this item is being put on city council and county government agendas for consideration to for that uh, politic for that political municipality to uh, you oppose SB fifty four and there's a variety of different ways that they're choosing to oppose it either through a letter or through a resolution or by sending in an amicus brief or by joining a lawsuit. Uh, so you have been showing up to these to offer uh, your support. Uh, I'd assume to harvest a few supporters and votes, uh, which as you should. Uh, but it's a interesting phenomenon that's happening right now in this midterm madness that we're experiencing. And I know that a lot of the folks appreciate that you're there. You know, this is one of those items that really, I think, has surprised a lot of our constituents and even the moderate or independent voters out there, just like the gas tax repeal. Mm -hmm. We're seeing independents and a decline to state voters supporting, uh, opposing these things, which is just incredible. And this is part of the reason why Iran is just that activist base is alive, Mm -hmm. especially after winning with the Trump election. And that wave is continuing. In California, the Democrats thought that the anti-Trump movement would help them. I think it's hurting them right now. Yeah, no, I agree. And this uh, this is the SB 54 uh, phenomenon, if you will, is the immigration revolt that is tangential to the fuel tax revolt that's also happening. So there are a variety of things that are motivating people to get involved. They're seeing their uh, their this this taxing the residents of California with virtual impunity happen. They're seeing the uh, abdication of the rule of law, you know, this this toxic soup that SB 54 is now swimming around in, the AB 109 Prop 4757 soup of decriminalizing virtually everything, it seems. And then you've got other stuff like regulations uh, they just defeated this week in the assembly where you're running for uh, what could have begun a process of regulating homeschools. 3,000 homeschoolers show up for an education meeting, uh, committee meeting, on this uh, uh, Medina's uh, bill. It's 2750. I forget the number off the top of my head. But at any rate, they wanted to regulate homeschooling by having everybody that's homeschooling register in public on the state education website. Yeah, and by the way, we should make this public announcement that uh, if you are in favor of global warming, if you're in favor of sanctuary cities, if you're in favor of uh, cap-and-trade and gas tax, 
you should vote for Chad Mays um, and not Andrew Kotyak. I mean, this is clearly why I'm running is because we have a Republican that is championing these issues right now. And uh, it, it's ludicrous. It's uh, to have a leader and one that's driving what the vision of the party is going to be going forward. Uh, that's not something I'm willing to tolerate. And uh, clearly, the people are standing up with SB 54. And uh, like you said, uh, it was this recent one, AB 2970, which was the uh, the Bible language. Or the oh, it's 2943. 2943, yes. Crazy so. that we would be remembering these numbers. I never... And that's still, and that's still, that's still going forward, uh, but Chad Mays. I mean, is is he in tune with his district? Or well, before we can get to that point, where is the forty second district? Yeah, the forty second district straddles the line between San Bernardino and Riverside County, and the best way to think of that is along the ten corridor. So from the edges of Redlands. Uh, it goes eastward, and it does a fork all the way through the Morongo Basin, um, up to the edge of Twenty Nine Palms, and to the edge of La Quinta. So it goes down into, of course, into San Jacinto, where you are, out to Palm Springs, Yucca Valley High Desert, and all the way to Yucaipa. So that's close to where that's close to where, to where we are. And one of the most conservative districts, and ones where people drive long distances to commute, uh, to, for and for medical care as well. So is is, is uh, Chad Mays in tune with this district? You know, for him to be no, no, clearly not. I mean, when your when your idea of a, uh, a Republican in California is Arnold Schwarzenegger, who had the lowest ratings since Gray Davis, um, uh, clearly not right. And uh, when you oppose the president's border policy, uh, clearly not right. Wait, he he opposes President Trump in total, doesn't he? He does. Absolutely. I mean, that's been one of his biggest uh, roles has been opposing the president. And as caucus leader, he was championing the opposition in the whole caucus up there in Sacramento as well. So and you have to wonder why somebody you campaign as conservative. You see this consistently. You campaign as a conservative that once you get there, once you get to the swamp, be it in Washington or in Sacramento, unless you're really, 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 really grounded in what you believe. Well, that you, you, mm-hmm. the, the, the poll that the poll to make you run raise taxes and succumb to these liberal big government schemes is tremendous. It's also a matter of the constituents holding elected officials accountable, not showing up in the voters box and voting and then thinking that they can walk away because uh, the. Uh, form of government we have is a participatory form of government. In a republic, there's a proper care and feeding to make sure that the republic stays alive. And we're going to continue this conversation with Andrew Kotyak, who is the candidate for the 42nd Assembly District against Chad Mays, cap and trader. Cap and trader Chad Mays. Chad Mays, here on the Unite IE radio program after a break from a message for our sponsor for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. 
Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office. That would be you in our listening audience and the gathering masses throughout California that are in literal open revolt against a government that I think has, in many cases, overstepped their bounds, whether it's education, taxation, immigration. Uh, I think the people, it's fair to say that people are close to being in open revolt based on what I see at city council meetings all across Southern California. And our guest this half hour is a person that really uh, represents the solution to that. Andrew Kotyak, you can find him on the web at kotyakforassembly.org. And that is spelled K-O-T-Y-U-K, or is it Kotyuk? How, what's the proper? Yeah, no, yeah, how, yeah. How do you like it? Kotyuk. I mean, the Navy, they, you guys used to have fun with twisting it, all sorts of things. Right. But yeah, Kotyuk is and, fine. And there's a Kotyuk bear, right? Isn't there a, a bear called a Kotyuk bear? You're looking at him. There it is. We have him in studio, the bear of California. That bear you see on the California flag? That's a Kotyak bear. Hmm. Do you didn't know that? I did not know that. That's exactly what that is. This is the kind of information you will get when you listen to Unite IE Radio. <laughs> this is why you should vote for me. This is I'm why you vote for Andrew flag. if you're in the Assembly District 42nd. Or if you're not, there is still time to move. <laughs> there are some places that are for rent in the 42nd, aren't there, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. Some P.O. boxes, maybe? The, no, I'm joking. Yeah. None of that. But uh, seriously, go to his website. He could use the support, both in terms of contributions and help, because uh, this is one of the key races, clearly, throughout California in pushing back on all of those issues. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, the number two thing on there, if you scroll down just yes, a sir. little bit, is the... Oppose uh-huh. Sanctuary City Petition. Oh, look at that. We want all of you from all your cities to sign on to this. If you oppose the Sanctuary City status uh, that's out there, this SB 54 that is uh, painted as one that uh, preserves families and stops families from tearing apart and stops uh, uh, this horrendous effort to uh, return children that are here illegally back to um, other countries that they're from. And keep those ice monsters out of our communities. That's right. And, and create safe zones all throughout our communities for everybody, including the felons just released or the cartels that are in our community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What you see, and you'll see this in, in military and in war, and you'll see that in politics, is one side has the advantage and they become they believe in their invincibility. We can do anything. We can get away with anything. And... So often they overreach. They try the uh, you know okay we can we can win this one and we're going to throw our guys at it uh, or the, we're going to pass this law and they overreach and with SB fifty four I think we're 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 at that stage with the California Democrats because by definition SB fifty four I mean you can debate illegal immigration and whether we should enforce America's immigration laws and there are some a lot of people that don't want that done at all. I've seen that on display at these at these hearings. Uh, this is the council meetings. But this one, this law, helps and applies to only criminal 
illegal aliens. And for many Californians who may otherwise sort of be, maybe they're the cultural Democrat, they've always voted Democrat, they have this negative view of the Republican Party, like all the Republicans do, uh, for different reasons. But this is too far. Okay, we're, we're, we're protecting criminal illegal aliens. No one wants to be the victim of crime. Well, well, yeah. I mean, look at California. Whether you look at how the homeless is out of control or the attack on our public safety, this is clearly another attack on our public safety in all of our communities and all of our neighborhoods and our families that are out there. It's not just AB one hundred nine or forty seven or fifty seven. This is in addition to decriminalizing what are meant to be a felon or a misdemeanor, and they don't want to arrest them. And our cops that are on the street, our sheriff's department, you know, when they go arrest somebody, what's the point? They can't do anything with them. They do paperwork. They're back out on the street. Our prisons are now full because of Sacramento. It's pointless for our public safety to do anything. And they're really, they really are hindered. And uh, you're right. The pendulum has swung way too far with this. And there's certainly there are very tragic cases, such as our friend Agnes Gibney, whose son was murdered by a previously deported illegal immigrant, Jamal Shaw, was murdered by an illegal immigrant with a long arrest record. The day this guy got out of San Marino County Jail, he went out and murdered Jamal Shaw's son. And there's so many others of these very horrendous things. People have died. But there's a lot of a crime that, short of murder that's going on, and illegal immigrants are involved in that. So why, let's say you have a burglar, you have an illegal immigrant burglar. Why do you want to keep an illegal immigrant burglar in the country? I mean, are, are there just some homes that American burglars won't burgle? It is so funny listening to, we were in the city of San Dimas earlier in this week watching the uh, events unfold, actually participating in it. Greg spoke, I spoke. Um, I know that you were at the uh, Yakaipa and Hemet one. Um, and then also we got a, uh, an announcement here, I guess. you are. If people want to see a picture of you, not only can they see a picture of you on your website, but they can go to San Jacinto's website and see a picture of you as a sitting city councilman there. And I guess coming up in the city of San Jacinto, there is a uh, city council meeting where a uh, SB 54 matter is on the agenda. Yeah. And, you know, we were way ahead of the curve, actually, in San Jacinto. All last year, I fought for us to de- determine and declare that we're not a sanctuary city. I was opposed by our conservative council for a long time. We changed mayors. December, we voted and clarified we weren't one. This was before all the opt-out stuff occurred. And so now we're bringing it back. I'm bringing it back, I should say, uh, at dismay of my other council members to say that we're not. We oppose SB 54 and also to file the amicus brief. And, you know, the one thing out there that I think... So your your goal is to file an amicus brief at your... Also. Council. Okay. Yes. This is May 1st, City of San Jacinto, uh, we suggest people be there at 5.30. Right. Uh, uh, Bring a picnic basket. It could be a long night. We've got signs. Sign in early. We want to hear from you. Uh, and then uh, City of Hemet's putting it on, City of Riverside. I just requested Yucca Valley and Palm Desert to put it on. So, you know, we're we're starting fires in all these cities on these issues. And we've collected, like at this website, a list, hundreds of residents in each community is opposing this. Excellent. we got to take another quick break. We're going to come back with more with Andrew Kotyak. He is a candidate for the 42nd Assembly District to repeal and place Chad Mays after a word from the folks that sponsor our show for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event, which airs every weekend here on AM590 The Answer. I'm proud to be a part of the effort to make America great again. 
not just by supporting this station and conservative movement, but also by helping people achieve the American dream of homeownership. Whether you're looking to achieve that dream and you need financing, or you already own a home and you're considering refinancing your mortgage in order to lower your payment, shorten your term, or pay off high interest debt, or if you're over 62 and want to look into that great financing tool known as a reverse mortgage, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll free day or night, 855-640-2020. I'll give you all your options, answer all your questions, and walk you through the process. And don't forget to listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 10 a.m. and 9 p.m., Sundays at 8 a.m., right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, and California Finance Lenders license number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB number 096199. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We have in studio with us Andrew Katyuk, who is running to repeal and replace the cap and trader Chad Mays, who led seven assembly Republicans last year. Over the cliff. Over the cliff. Into the waves below to drown and have their careers in politics tanked forevermore. We, well, we certainly hope. We hope. We yes. certainly hope so. We're working for that. But for, but for more importantly, <laughs> for the people of California, this cap and trade tax, when it kicks in after 2020, is going to raise gas prices already the highest in the, in the, in the United States by another 73 cents a gallon or more and increase all other energy prices so that's going to hurt people who have to drive long distances to work the poor lower uh, lower income workers and it's gonna be another incentive for to send business hey look i'm out of here right the energy prices the regulations the taxes i am out of here and our our hero our champion here to try to take out chad mays electorally is andrew katyuk so welcome back andrew um on the chad mays race what else i mean what what else would you tell somebody as to why they need to repeal and replace Chad Mays. Oh, I mean, it just clear betrayal. Uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't just betrayal um, w- with the uh, taxpayer or with with the party. Um, you know, you, you look at uh, what he's done or what he's achieved to re- try to redirect the party away from our true values, which, by the way, it seems like the Hispanic population, the African-American population is now embracing. We have this wave in California happening. Right. Hispanic values are Republican values. Oh, without a doubt. So, you know, now he's losing a seat with Steinorth with his vote. Right. One of his goal was to regrow the Republican Party. And what are we seeing him do right now? We're, we're flipping Steinorth's district to be Democrat. So yeah, clearly his message is a failure. And one of the really, and not only is a bad policy for the people of California, but it was politically stupid because by having those seven Republicans vote for it, it let seven Democrats not vote for right. it. Right. But wait, but Gave wait. Gave them political cover. He got $17 million for the city of Yucca Valley for a pool, guys. I mean, come on. Okay, you, know, you can't fine. blame him on this idiot, right? Yeah. You know what? He should have held out for more. I understand Sabrina Cervantes got $400 million for her vote for the gas tax. So. I mean, you, know, you forget trying to redirect some of that cap and trade maybe back to our prison system or back to our mental health department. Right. Or you know, or are these other areas that where our money should be spent? Oh, forget that. We got a pool in Yucca Valley. I mean, it's hot there. Let's face it. It is. It is. And we have a water shortage, so you know where to go get the water now. It's in the pool. We've got about two minutes here left in our time here. Certainly there's a challenge for a Republican to run, at least statewide in California. There are some districts, like the 42nd, that, that still, they're still lean Republican. 8th Congressional still leans Republican and so on. How do you campaign? I think Travis Allen is actually setting a good example of this. How do you carry a, quote, 
conservative unquote message that's going to have broader appeal to people that they, they work for a living they, and that get them to believe that maybe they voted Democrat up to this point, but it's really the Republicans that are going to improve their lives, going to make life better for them. I know. How do you, how do you, how do you make, how do you make that, how do you make that sale? You throw a party, you know, a you, Republican party. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Andrew. Well, you know, to me, I, I, I say I'm the only one that voted for Trump that's running. I'm the only one that support him through and through. And he is clearly coming through for everybody, right? Prosperity and uh, safety for everybody. And people are getting that, right? Like we just talked about. This is a, a modern message. You forget what he tweets. Forget all that other stuff. You know, if somebody can deliver and not deliver empty promises that we've seen, uh, you know, and it's not, you know, what I see in California is it's not a fight of transgender this or that it's a fight of survival in california and when two two parents have to both work or single parents and the schools have to raise their kids they can't afford you see how everything's broken yet we have the highest revenues here and you then tax on the gas tax and the sanctuary status it's amazing our base is alive you guys uh, by the way our our uh, volunteer base is growing we do need that so find me on the website if you can volunteer and support us one more, t- one more time on your website facebook page all that information so people can uh reach you kayak for assembly you can uh, type that in for a website facebook twitter instagram we're all there look forward to hearing from you let's make california golden again that is k-o-t-y-u-k for assembly.org org dot org andrew thank you for everything you're doing in order to make california great again for helping to make the party great again and for keeping that conservative message alive and for being out there with the people thank you for running and thanks for being with us see you soon more with unite ie up ahead with another modern day sb54 hero just ahead The Unite Eye Radio Show continues with the conversation about SB 54, this uh, lightning rod Senate bill that has gotten the attention of the Trump administration. We had Jeff Sessions that came into California to sue uh, California. Uh, You know, I heard a statistic, Greg, the other day. There have been, in 2017, there were 50-some, I want to say 54, lawsuits brought by California against the Trump administration. That is a huge number of actions for the administration of the state to take against Donald Trump, essentially. Must be nice to be able to sue on it with other people's money. Well, exactly. When you've got an uh, un, yeah, when you have a treasure trove of money that you can do this stuff with. But we were talking earlier uh, with Andrew Kotyak, who's running for the forty second Assembly District, about his involvement in the SB fifty four uh, revolt that's happening across the state. Both of you and I, Greg, were at. Uh, one of these meetings earlier in the week, Tuesday, uh, the city of San Dimas entertained a resolution in opposition uh, for that. We were there. There were pretty close to a couple hundred people that showed up on both sides of the issue. Uh, a very entertaining, I have to say, uh, <laughs> evening, uh, if you're into that political kind of stuff. And I think what we're seeing, and I want to get in this quick observation before we introduce our guest from this city council. Um, we're seeing how important it is that the that, that people get out of the stands and onto the playing field of politics because it's affecting their pocketbook. 
It's affecting their education of their kids. It's affecting the way that our communities are structured with bills like this. More now than ever before, it's important that people get involved in the process. So while it's heartening to see so many people show up to these meetings, um, it would be great to see them continue to, uh, to be there. But we were at this meeting where there were 200 raucous people there. Yeah, uh, I was also previously at Beaumont. I couldn't make Upland on Monday night because I had uh, had work commitments, and that was a win for us in Upland and Lake Elsinore. Uh, didn't get a lot of attention, but Elsinore was five zero against SB fifty four. Hardly anybody showed up in Lake Elsinore, so uh, I think the opposition knows that Lake Elsinore is not a community you want to go in and mess with. But on the phone right now, we have the uh, hero, uh, what many people who live in San Dimas regard as a, a hero of San Dimas. He's the city councilman that actually brought Resolution 2018 double X. I'm going to ask him why he didn't name it Triple X after uh, the Vin Diesel movies, because I think if he had, he probably would have gotten some uh, some more votes. But uh, he is uh, Councilman Ryan Vienna, who joins us now. Uh, Ryan, welcome into the Unite IE radio program. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you, actually. Uh, the thanks all, all really goes in your direction. We appreciate that this was an issue that you felt uh, passionate enough to bring to the attention of your community in the form of a resolution uh, and for enduring what uh, we're now learning was a rather horrendous campaign against you personally leading up to this. And I guess that campaign continues on. Uh, let's start out with this, though. Um, you brought a resolution. What was the reason that you decided that this was something that you needed to do for your community? Realistically, for me, it boils down to public safety and really protecting the hardworking people that live within our city uh, and the surrounding communities. Uh, you know, starting back in, in 2011 with the creation of Assembly Bill 109, uh, which really aimed to be realignment, uh, and then the progression of that uh, law trend uh, through the legislature as well as uh, the propositions that they pushed out with Proposition 47, uh, reclassifying a variety of felonies down to misdemeanors, and then as recently uh, as the last year or so with Proposition 57, um, which really aims to allow people to get out of prison early, um, it, it really was icing on the cake. Uh, with with Prop 54, or I'm sorry, Senate Bill 54, and then AB 450, um, you know, and almost seems as though those two things are counterproductive to the overall effort. Mm -hmm. They had to deal with one public safety, prison overcrowding, uh, and then ultimately to protect uh, these folks who live in our community uh, that may be undocumented. But at the end of the day, this really is about criminals uh, and the folks that uh, you know we may be harboring in the community. So. Uh, really, uh, my my compassion and, and my heart and my drive uh, really does stem from a place of keeping the public safe, uh, keeping our community safe, uh, and really hoping that we can keep the, the criminals out of our community uh, accountable to justice and moving forward. It was. I was there, and and everyone who spoke in favor of SB 54 and against the city taking any position on that, it was apparent from... I think all of their remarks, that they all oppose the enforcing America's immigration laws at any time, anywhere, against anyone. But the Democrats have taken, with SB 54, have taken it to a whole new level because the Democrats do favor illegal immigration. The Democrat Party does. Is 
They are so brazen that they're willing to support and protect illegal immigrant criminals from deportation, other than there's very limited, very limited circumstances for very severe crimes that they can turn them over to ICE. Otherwise, but for, for most crimes, most criminals, they're just turned back out on the street to commit more crimes. Right, and so one comment you would have heard me made uh, from the dais, uh, and, and now that we're having a broader, elevated conversation, I, I will uh, differ a little bit from what I said that night. But from the dais as it pertains to my city specifically, uh, is it really isn't about the who, but it's about the how. And when you look at Senate Bill 54 and AB 450, uh, limiting the, the ability of local law enforcement to cooperate with federal immigration officials truly does impede, in my opinion, obstruct and delay uh, their efforts and their ability to execute their duties uh, as the federal law enforcement arm. Further, AB 450 restricts employers to include the city uh, from being able to go and get voluntary cooperation and be able to access non-public workplaces uh, you know, so so the government's hands are tied uh, in that regard, and, and employers' hands are tied. But uh, on on a higher uh, level of conversation that we're having here, I, I would also agree with you that there is a dialogue outside of the boundaries of the city about the who, and it really is the the people. It's it's the criminals and the folks that are specified uh, as violent felonies, and you know we're not necessarily including all the serious felonies uh, to be considered. And so when you look at the legislative trend, again, starting since 2011, um, you know, it's almost you want to rack your brain on the fact that in 2011 we got rid of the non-serious, the non-violent, and the non-sexual offenders uh, from the state prisons. Then later on we went back with AB 450, or I'm sorry, Proposition 57, and we've gone and said now we're going to say some of these crimes such as rape uh, of an unconscious person or sex trafficking of a child, uh, you know, are not violent, you know, which is mind-blowing. So now have this effort that's almost counterproductive to even that effort uh, mm. from the Democratic Party and the legislators to be able to depopulate the prisons when we're actually going to be keeping more of these folks here that could potentially impact the criminal justice system and jeopardize public safety. This is just crazy, and I want folks to know that you know from where you're speaking because you have worked, you are, you are a career law enforcement professional, so when you speak of law enforcement-related matters, it is out of your personal experience. We're talking with Ryan Vienna. He is the city councilman for the San, city of San Dimas that brought Resolution 2018 X should have been triple X, so that we could have gotten that third vote. It failed by a vote of two to three on Tuesday night and we'll be back with more with Councilman Vienna after a break from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. 
This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And in part thanks to our guest online here, Ryan Vienna, city council member uh, from San Dimas. We're helping people start fulfilling the role of the most important political office as they turned out to support cities all over Southern California, including San Dimas, to push back against the Democrats' SB 54 that is so brazen in their support of illegal immigration that they even want to support, protect, and defend illegal immigrant criminals. And our guest, uh, Ryan Vienna, city council member in San Dimas and also a law enforcement professional, introduced a resolution for the city to take a position opposing SB 54, and we had a long hearing. There probably, I don't know how many people spoke, dozens, maybe close to 100 spoke on both sides. And um, welcome to the show, Ryan, and uh, thanks, for your, thanks for standing up for this very important public safety issue. Thank you again for having me. Honored to be here. So in the, in the weeks and days, one of the things I want to give folks that are listening to our show a sense of is how uh, the opposition regards this, because like you were saying in the last segment, it's, it's beyond mind-boggling that we've got people that would be opposed to getting rid of criminals, uh, in this case, criminal illegal aliens. Uh, these folks actually think that there is a... Yeah, a community of ICE individuals that are out there trying to get the otherwise law-abiding illegal immigrants that are here. Um, But what they don't realize is that by turning these illegal alien criminals that are that have been jailed or in some cases they haven't had their trial yet. So we can't say that they are, you know, first for whatever their crime is, uh, they may be released until their trial. Uh, by releasing these people back into their communities, they're actually endangering their friends and neighbors for deportation because when ICE and the Border Patrol go back into those neighborhoods to try to find these knuckleheads, they are going to be mixed in with other, other you know, otherwise law-abiding, let's just put it that way, illegal immigrants that could be facing deportation themselves if they're caught in the proximity of these people. That's absolutely right. And, you know, that is one of the points that uh, I ventured to make uh, this past uh, Tuesday evening. You know, ironically, uh, as we sat there and I I brought this issue forward, I invited uh, members of the city council and members of staff to meet with ICE, and nobody wanted to do that. So I facilitated. Wow. Right. So. I facilitated a meeting uh, with the Department of Homeland Security, uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, and uh, was very fortunate enough to have uh, an assistant uh, field director of the Los Angeles office come and speak to us. Uh, and they spoke, they met with myself and the mayor and the city manager and uh, our captain uh, of our uh, contracted policing provider. And it was an interesting conversation. Uh, you know, the, the points. Uh, that are really uh, escaping people, perhaps, is that because of the limitations uh, placed on, and I'm speaking generally throughout the state, law enforcement at the local level, uh, ICE has been forced essentially to repurpose uh, personnel that were previously placed inside the jails uh, to go out into the communities to do their job, to do their targeted enforcement job. And through conversations with them, uh, things such as an increase in officer injuries, 
and putting the public and, and potentially even the subject they're looking for uh, in, in a heightened state of danger to be able to carry out their lawful duties was just mind-blowing. And you really don't think uh, about how, you know, ICE, of all people, who's doing targeted law enforcement efforts, again, for criminals, would like to do so in a more humane, safe manner for everybody, for the community members, for the person uh, of question, uh, and not to get others involved. But to your point, uh, when they do go out into the communities, anyone that's with somebody they're looking for is subject to detention. And Absolutely. So, uh, that plays out in some of the numbers uh, that were provided, uh, where, you know, in 2013, I saw administrative arrests of 25,163 and deportations or removals of 15,223. But then the state of California, as we discussed, enacted the Trust Act. And by 2014, uh, the Trust Act and what it did, uh, coupled with a suspension of the Securing Communities Initiative, uh, resulted in a decrease in those numbers. And ultimately, since 2017 uh, and after, or I'm sorry, since 2014 uh, and the years that followed leading up to and including 2017, their administrative arrests have not exceeded 8,865 or removals exceeded 7,970. So uh, it's, it's a wild thing going on out there. And, and with that conversation we just had about how the city council, there were several people that voted no on this, wanted to make sure that they, the issue didn't divide the community, that they said it's not our issue. They said that uh, this is something that is between the state and the uh, federal government, The you know, this lawsuit. It, 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 it's astonishing to me with the information that you provided that there were people on that dais that said this is not our issue when clearly based on what you just said it is every it is it is their issue it is an issue for keeping people in their city safe uh, by making sure that uh, you know that they know that SB 54 is not working as intended it has all these other bad uh, consequences. Greg, I'm going to pass the mic to Greg here. Oh, it is working as intended. Well, okay. It is working as intended. Right. So these are the same people. The Democrat Party has always, the liberals have always been wanting to put more criminals back out on the streets. This goes back to at least the 1970s. And there's, they never missed an opportunity to do that. And sometimes they're forced to go along with the public sentiment to try to improve public safety. That's always been a desire of the Democrat Party. And so... Very simple. The more criminals that are out on the streets, the more crime there's going to be. So you got AB 109, which pushes felons down into, into county jails, and the county jails that have to release people. And then you add on Prop 4757 that provides early release for a number of different felonies. So then you add on top of that the illegal immigrant criminal population. And if they're there, they're either taking a space in prison or in county jail, or they're out on the street. And if they're and and if they're uh, if they're in county jail, then there's another criminal that's out on the street. So why let's, let's take a, let's take a, a nonviolent offense, a burglar. Why would you want to put an illegal immigrant criminal burglar back out on the street to commit more crimes? Why? Right. Anyone, anyone have a right. reason? It's kind of a rhetorical no. question, right? <laughs> now tell us. You know, how- one one. Go ahead. One point you bring up, um, and, and you alluded to, and, and to address something Don brought up here, you know, someone was quoted on the dais as saying, I believe the sanctuary laws are bad, but I'm not going to take a position because it won't change anything. 
you know, to me, that's a complete failure in leadership. Uh, and I think that people are playing on the heartstrings of folks and not really understanding, as you're pointing out, to what the real pragmatic sense of the law is and what it does. And that's where there's a disconnect. And, you know, as uh, someone told me recently uh, from a, a government agency involved with this, uh, you know, bad people have parents, too. You know, and, and, and kids have, you know, parents and, and dads. And, you know, the reality is if someone commits a crime, they should do the time. And, you know, this effort is counterproductive, I think, to the issue at hand. And frankly, uh, as mentioned earlier, this does not protect the hardworking men and women in our communities, whether they're documented or not. Yep, it really does not. Ryan, we have to take another. We have to take another break here in honor of our sponsor for this radio show. When we come back, we want to continue the conversation with you about what you experienced before and after uh, this in terms of the. Uh, let's just call it the response from the community that is opposed to our position and why protecting people like you in your political positions is ever more important. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Not after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We have on the phone with us as a guest for this half hour, uh, Ryan Vienna. He is the city councilman from the city of San Dimas that brought the resolution forward for the on the agenda Tuesday night that uh, drew roughly 200 people to the city council chambers for a conversation about the uh, merits, if you will, the uh, opposition and support for the sanctuary state bill called SB 54. Uh, There's a companion bill to this. You know, when we talk about opposition to SB 54, a lot of people don't realize there's three different pieces of law involved in this. One of those has to do with the employer piece where ICE is prevented from going out to employers in order to find uh, talk to um, any anybody that's an illegal alien that they may have to have a conversation with. Maybe there is a pending criminal matter. Uh, tell us how, how that compromises ICE's ability to do their job. What, what particular wrinkle does that throw into their uh, ability? Right. And so I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. And it is a, a very complex issue. With AB 450, uh, what it essentially does is prohibits employers from voluntarily cooperating with federal officials Uh, seeking information relevant to enforcement efforts in a public or private place of employment. And what this means essentially is denying consent to access and search non-public areas without a judicial warrant and denial of access to documents um, required to be kept uh, as proof of immigration status without a judicial warrant, subpoena, or notice of inspection. So what this means in the most practical sense is that if 
uh, immigration enforcement officers went to an employer, uh, you know, number one is they'd be limited to the public areas, the front desk, for example, uh, not to be given access to, you know, hey, come on back and meet with the HR person, so to speak. Uh, and number two is, uh, you know, and kind of the nuanced thing that's there is there currently is not an, a judicial process for ICE to go and pursue a judicial warrant for an administrative arrest. Now, if it's attached to a criminal matter, uh, there is a mechanism for them to be able to pursue a criminal arrest warrant uh, pursuant to their enforcement effort. But if there is a non-criminal matter, uh, which is an administrative arrest that they're seeking to do or to execute, uh, there is no mechanism. So because there is no mechanism through this nuance, basically ICE is being forced to go to the homes, and they're being forced to go into public places and other places uh, that are not protected by Senate Bill 54 or AB 450 to carry out their duties. Let me interrupt you there because we only have a little bit of time left, and I want you to elaborate as best you can in a little over a minute. What have the people that favor illegal immigration tried to do to you to shut you up? A variety of things. Uh, you know, I received a email this morning from someone who's an educator at a local university who is a member of an organization called Indivisible, uh, who has put me on notice. They will be organizing uh, against me uh, and uh, Councilman Emmett Badar, uh, who supported the uh, initiative. Uh, you know, a number of folks basically said, shut up, don't do anything. Uh, the council meeting before where we just set the agenda, uh, if you watch that video, lots of uh, name-calling, uh, race baiting, if you will, uh, and, and it just very, very terrible things. But I, I think, you know, unfortunately, to me, uh, it's a lack of understanding, perhaps, of what the real consequence of the law is and what it really does. This isn't about hearts, and this isn't about families. This is about criminals that are being put into the community to jeopardize public safety. And our number one job as government, as it's been said, is to keep the people safe. And so I, I stand by that. Well, amen. And as we've talked about in this program, SB 54 actually endangers the very illegal uh, aliens that are in our community that have not run into any other brushes by law. It actually endangers them even more and puts them at greater risk for deportation if ICE can't pick these people up from the jails. Uh, Ryan, thanks for adding a lot of color to the conversation today. Thank you for standing up. Oh, and I should add, by the way, those that are calling you a racist should consider the fact that you are married to a Latina woman. Yes, I am. My wife's uh, <laughs> father uh, is in South America, and, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I speak Spanish fluently. Uh, not many of them would know that, but, uh, you know, and I've worked uh, through my profession in some of the uh, most underprivileged communities in the county and served uh, all people in the county. So to me, it really is a holistic approach, like you've said. Uh, this is about protecting hardworking people in our communities and the good people uh, while holding justice uh, to those that have not done their part. we leave it there. Thank you, Ryan, for being on the show and for everything you're doing for the cause of keeping the public safe and keeping Californians safe. We'll see you next week on Unite IU Radio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.